Hello, and welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram, threads, and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk, and on Twitter slash X at BlockTalkNYC for all the latest news, reviews, and interviews. A new Queen of the North has been crowned, and well, that's that. It's time to talk all things Candace Drag Race 4, and here with me is the crowning jewel of the show, Amped Accessories Own. Devin, how are you? Oh, you know, another day, another day, making things shine. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about all the shiny things on this episode and all the shiny things you did in the UK as we go through this episode, but how are you feeling? Is the jet lag still there, or you have enough caffeine? Um... Jet, like the jet lag's not bad, but my sleep pattern, I'm still, I'm going to bed real late mm-hmm. and waking up real late, but slowly we're merged that back into place. But um, it's probably been the, the worst sleep I've had for a while. So, <laughs> Well, friends, this is the official last recap of the drag race 2023 year because i still count this as a 2023 season um even though for whatever reason they decided to stand it past but as always i must leave a disclaimer this is an entertainment podcast we're discussing really different show characters is presented to us we other production we're showing the other thing the show wants to see we reacted was presented yesterday we're going to run and going to the other crap they've also been discussed was on the podcast for entertainment discuss real and show all right. Now, um, you are no stranger to having your bling on Canada's Drag Race 4. Um, is it just, does it, does it still have the same effect? Is it still special? It's, well, every time you see your stuff, whether it's on the show, whether it's on social media, whether it's randomly in person, it's, um, I guess to me, I look at that as like, you just you made that right connection like the piece mm-hmm. to the person it's, it's a it's a very personal thing so um it doesn't it doesn't matter to me who's wearing it it's more you know you found the right fit so mm-hmm. to me that's really important and i guess yeah like it is pretty cool to see it on such a big stage but it Certainly. it all has the same effects for me well we are going to talk about this effect of bling on this season's crown and scepter but first the star of the season melinda verga is gone she left and she made waves is she one of the biggest stars to come out of canada's drag race i mean i feel like it's safe to say so uh i uh, that's uh, that's that's so honestly hard to say it's no shade at all it's just um i guess you don't really know until i guess a while after it's the season's mm-hmm. old. You kind of see who's gotten traction outside of the outside of it, I guess. Um I mean I, I can share that based on votes for the Block Talk end of the year awards, uh she did very well. She will come in second place for favorite contestant of all 14 seasons that aired in 2023. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. That's crazy. Big impact. And and she lives about two and a half hours for me so it's kind of funny well now you can be besties oh my god well 
<laughs> After eliminating her from the mirror, the girls head to the couch to share the fact that they are the top four. They are also different. There's also only one who can take the crown. So Venus will remind the class that she has never been in the bottom. Nero reminds the class she is the performer and the lip sync assassin, as told to her by Brooklyn. And Denim reminds the class she has shown versatility in the competition. Meanwhile, Aurora had apparently nothing to say. <laughs> now, it's time to get out of drag and prepare for the grand finale. And they will stop at nothing to get the crown. And Venus will leave us telling us she must win. And with that, the Venus edit begins. We are going to discuss how it may have presented through the edit as we go through this podcast. Were the signs there? Um, After what I just said about Aurora saying nothing and then saying Venus got that last moment. Yeah, watching it back a second time, it kind of was very obvious. Hmm. And I guess I don't. I really don't read into that too much. I, I watch just as much of, drag race as you as I do. Oh, it, it just naturally comes and it sucks. Yeah, yeah. Like, but I guess you, there's so many ways to interpret it, and no matter what the edit is, no matter what you see, what you don't see, you can in your mind sure. you maneuver it to be like, I can see my narrative making sense for what I want to see happen, but. You never know, um, but I, I don't read into it a lot. Well, it's a new day. It has come, and the girls are so excited that they tell us it's so hard being iconic. Don't I know that? At the table, the discussion of whether or not track record counts at this point, I always say it should. Aurora selfishly agrees, as she is the only girl with two wins. Kind of wild that this season, um, it's kind of been so spread out the way it has. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I guess I I would take more the track record than the edit into play when I'm just kind of mm-hmm. seeing who I think is going to be moving. Um, whether there's like being in the bottom has a factor, being in the top has a factor, being has a safe has a factor. Um, but I guess there's no, it's I don't know. There's I don't have a point system to figure out yeah. technically what. <laughs> Venus says it's an accumulation of what you've done and how you've evolved. And let's remind the kids that she not only has a singular win on the season, but despite never bottoming, she won on episode one so long ago. So very long ago. <laughs> the alarm sounds as Rue says their names. They're all gagged that Rue will actually never know who they are, but they're going to pretend that Rue will care, right? I, I'm i going to assume that, like, well, yeah, it's all pre-recorded because she's not going to get into drag for... Uh, a 30 second video well, she records all those in one one sitting because it's all the same look we, we, we've we figured it out now I gotta ask you RuPaul not appearing at things where was mother at Dragon? Uh the gist I was getting is because the Emmys were so close to uh-huh. to it that it didn't make sense to be there fly out of the states and fly right back to in, from what I know, filming was starting right after DragCon, so uh-huh. flying back and forth multiple times. I know Michelle was at DragCon for a snippet at the very beginning and then mm-hmm. left of the Emmys and then assuming they both came to London again. So we have to assume when Rue doesn't want to do something, Michelle has to do it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, but uh, I guess... You also like we don't know what's all in everybody's schedule. Like, um, oh, I'm sure Reddit actually knows somewhere. You, the, the, these children, they 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 know things they shouldn't know. Oh yeah, like 
just I stay off Reddit though. <laughs> With the crown and scepter so close, it's Tracy who will introduce the girls to their final challenge. In the final match of challenge, they're gonna go solo as they drop their debut singles. Now, in theory, this sounded like a brilliant plan of a challenge. We're gonna discuss the result in a bit, but yeah, uh, so much promise, not great execution. I always find like when they have to write a verse or write a single or something, it's they either nail it or it's just like they're they're checking the boxes of got to put this type of thing in there, put this thing in there, put the like it's it. And when they're I guess when it comes across as checking boxes for uh, like I'm on Drag Race, I'm in the top four, I this uh, mention your city like it's. It's just you know you know it's coming. Mm -hmm. You're like right. Eh. I, I can't. A verse is one it. thing to to have them write like a stanza is one thing. To do an entire song, that's that's a lot. That's ambitious. Mm -hmm. Have you ever dreamed of being a solo recording artist? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> They're going to write and record their own lyrics before dancing their way to the top of the choreographer Hollywood Jade. Have you ever met Hollywood Jade before? Mm, not off the top of my head if i did it was like a in passing mm -hmm. without um so not no not that i know of they will all receive the same track and tracy's about to drop some hints as to who is their vocal coach she tells them to get loose and say it right that's right they are about to fly like a bird with legend and pop icon nelly furtado now the amount of people who i have spoken to who had no idea that she was canadian y'all are wild mm -hmm, mm -hmm. are you a fan of miss nelly furtado oh, i i can appreciate her music i'm not like i'm not a diehard of really anybody but mm -hmm. i can appreciate um like a lot of her music was very ingrained in when I was first coming out and going, starting to go into the, the gay bars. And so it's sentimental, like yeah. it's nostalgic of you hear it. So, um, but uh, no, I'm not, not diehard. Well, to kick off the star of finale, they will sit down with special guest who is Troy Magnifique. Mm, I wonder who it could be. Well, it is time for the girls to have a chat and a shoot with none other than season three winner and Cuckoo Bananas, French-Canadian drag star Giselle Lullaby. Um, Can I say it? I adore her. I've, I've had a couple, like, very, very brief interactions with her and very, very like, she's French. She's mm -hmm. fully French. So Has she signed an Amped Accessories poster yet? Um, I'd actually have to look. Because um, we had last year... Oh, the last LA we had um Priyanka, Isis, and her as our banner for like the three winners for Canada. Mm -hmm. So um I know Priyanka did, um, but I don't I don't remember if Giselle did. Don't you have a little yappy dog assistant who can go make sure these girls do that? <laughs> so uh, well, depending on if we have time. That's um funny. it's it's you've been to DragCon, you know how crazy it is. Oh, I know. All right, first up is Venus, who is trying to soak up the winning powers from Giselle. First question for Venus is what surprised her the most? She shares that she can literally do anything. I mean, fair enough. She says the design challenges really had her shaking, but she was in the top. She has learned that she is not the typical girl. She doesn't tuck or block her brows. And I heard that about you also when you do drag. Oh, who told you that? 
um the the stall at the rest stop oh yeah oh my billboard yes yeah, yeah. um <laughs> venus feels like she can leave there and say she did it and she did it really fucking well because we might as well open this meet and greet to questions venus will ask giselle about something she didn't expect about winning and giselle notes being recognized as drag queens are usually underground so they are now celebrated as celebrities do you agree with that statement that drag queens have become a celebrity of sort mm, yeah um they're more prominent more well known they're i guess they're in their uh, they kind of blend into the celebrity lane but they're in their own lane kind of mm-hmm. peril in a lot of regards um but i think as as drag race is having more celebrities go into the workroom like Shirley Theron was in the workroom on US this last beginning of this last season. Like I guess that's starting to kind of branch them together more. Sure. Making them more mainstream. Still still in their own category though. And that's not a that's not a that's not a read at all. It's just that's just kind of the the way it is. It's a different category of celebrity. Venus is doing this for her mom. Her family, her ancestors, the Métis side of her family, and everyone who has believed in her. And she believes in herself. It's time for the photo shoot, and we are paying homage to Titanic at another iconic French-Canadian, Celine Dion. Alexander Antonovich is our photographer, and he is a hipster. That's all I can say. That's all the screen time the man got. I couldn't even tell you who he is. Yeah. Oh, and then there was a crown about that. What's the inspiration for this season's crown? (laughs) Um, I'm actually racking my brain because I guess I can almost officially say how many were in my basement at one time. Um, But we had many crowns in production at one time here. And I'm the general gist with Canada, because that's the first crown that we ever got to work on back in season one and it's just kind of evolved um they 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 always want it to read canada and that's kind of i guess the gist we've been if you saw the crowns this last year in this big run we did that they were all very like country focused get the vibe get the kind of the the style get the colors kind of thing and and that's always been kind of the root of what um Drag Race Canada and myself have been striving for is to kind of marry those two things together into um, the crown itself. So um, we always have a lot of pearls. There's and that's something that it last the year before. That's kind of when that one started season two. No, no, no. I guess season season three. We did Mm -hmm. the pearls. Um, And that's something that we we tossed up some ideas and they're like actually no we really like that idea and i was like cool let's let's run with it and uh we did that for this one as well and it's they're we're always trying to have them be in the same family of crowns but be sure. individual on their own um right. do you have any ahead. fear that you're gonna run out of red and white ideas no honestly like, there's like even when i'm like sitting down here designing rings or i'm designing earrings like it's just the like these slight little changes you can change do as you sure. have colors coming in, new shapes coming in. Um, so it's just little inspirations that you see as you're working. And 
you're like, oh, I really like this kind of vibe with this type of stone connected together or or whatever. Sure, sure. sure. Uh, so it's, I don't know, like it's, uh, I, the, the op opportunity is endless of what we could do. But... Now, this is not the first time that the queens have posed with the crowns before. Do you have any terror watching the girls manhandle them? <laughs> um, a little, I guess, secret was last year we made two crowns Ooh. for the show. was season three. And it was specifically because they knew they were going to be handling the crown for something. But they obviously they can't tell me what so they don't so. give me. They just say we too. Because just in case I was like, OK, and like I don't read into that at all. I don't assume they're going to do two winners. Like I never think that. Right, but, right. Um, looking back on that season was then, yeah, they were handling it. I think at one point it was suspended from the ceiling last year. So mm -hmm. just in case it falls and shatters or something, they want to make sure they had something um but this year they like didn't ask for that um it was displayed pretty nicely yeah like and they i think obviously we don't know what's told off screen i'm assuming they're told handle this very carefully yeah. when you're dangling it over the ship please hold on tight yeah but to do slow movements don't fling your arms around with it like i i assume that's kind of the the instructions they get because of course of course um but i as the years have gone with crowns we've we've also gotten better at how we assemble them how we design them how we reinforce them so they they are getting stronger and stronger the more we do and just that's coming from learning so um year after year they're getting better of course our first shot is the classic titanic image and some other shots very cute I think for Venus, there was a lot of confidence in her time with Giselle. And I think that's incredibly important. You want a confident winner. Yeah, I guess there, there you have to have that, that balance of like confidence but, and knowing who they are as an individual. Right. But also open to always getting better. Next up is Aurora, and she is not surprised to be in the finale. She has learned that she is her biggest competition. Anytime she had any type of downfall was due to her being in her own head. Lip syncing for her life gave her the fight to be there. And they're going to start their photo shoot, and once again, that big ship got a big reaction of shock. Um, what would you do if there was a giant-ass ship coming at your face? Well, that's Tuesday for me, so... Oh, there it is. <laughs> oh! They're going to give um, Glam, and Aurora wants to be Rose. Are you Rose, or are you Jack? Ah, uh, no. I think I'm Jack's friend that just got in on the, the ticket win. Mm -hmm. <laughs> then he gets shot in the end. That's yeah. probably who I am. Spoiler! Um, Then they're <laughs> going to have some bubbly. I would love some bubbly. Do you have any bubbly in your glass? I do not right now. No, it's... I'm... I'm either switching between just my regular Keurig or Americanos with a little bit of, if you do Starbucks, the white mocha in it, just a mm -hmm. little bit. Mm, quite, good. quite nice. I think on a second watch, it was very interesting to see so little content from Aurora here. I think that that should have been my tell that she was out of contention, but also like I have a soft spot for Aurora. So I was like, no, she's still going to be a potential winner here tonight. Nira has arrived. Mm. And I couldn't tell you what the hell she was wearing. The hair was cute, though. 
Giselle will ask Nira yeah. where she is from, and we learn it is Calgary. And should she win, she would be our first winner from Calgary. But spoiler, we're still going to wait for our first winner from Calgary. Um, if you had to sum up Calgary in three words, what words would you use? Are we talking Calgary as a city or Calgary as drag? As a city. Mm. Well, right now, cold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we got about probably about a foot of snow. Um, cold um, mountains, like we're about 45 minutes an hour away from the Rocky Mountains. And I can see them from my house, so that's delightful. And um, big, I don't know. It's, right, it's okay, a pretty we'll wide, it's a very wide, expansive city. Nero told Giselle that it was a roller coaster, but it's all meant to be. She came in as a dancer and she proved it. Giselle will tell her that winning changed her life as this is the dream. And she was like, you won't win. So let's do a photo shoot because we have to do it anyway. Nira got to see that stunning crown. And I bet she loved how majestic that crown was. It was gorgeous. Now, in their shots, they looked like they were in two different universes. Like Nira looked like she just came from a funeral. Maybe the one that is the journey on Canada's Drag Race 4. But alas, she... Listen, there's a lot of clothing you have to wear on Drag Race, so maybe that was not what she intended, and that was all that was left in her suitcase. Yeah, I, without saying too much, like I, in over the years, I've seen the lists of requests the show gives people, yeah. whether it's Canada, the states, All Stars. Um, it's insane. Yeah, it is. It, it's very intense. Of what it is and there's very strict rules of what they can and can't bring yeah um just with they a little note little snippet that if it's been seen on social media they're not allowed to bring correct. it correct correct this was certainly a thanks for playing chat there was no substance at all but really reminding the fandom that calorie is still waiting we're still waiting for you to have a statue erected of your winner in the town square. I don't do you have a town square? Where, 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 where do you go? Um no, we don't have a town square. We don't have a town square, but we have um kind of like a downtown core. There's a couple couple main areas that are like restaurant social spots, sure. like where you can just walk down the streets, patios everywhere, and well, not this time of year, but um but yeah, there's there's some good good areas. Last but certainly not least is Denim giving Strawberry Shortcake Clown the house down realness. So we learned that they are from the same scene. And this was one of those moments where it was just two good Judys catching up. Though I would love to see what a Giselle Denim show together would be. I feel it would be like drugs. Yeah, I guess just first glance, like their aesthetics are so different. Yeah. That's yeah. Denim says it's know. been a dream come true and that she did come in with a lot of self-doubt. Why? Well, she has had to fight for her place in the drag community as she's been told she doesn't deserve to take up space as a trans man or the only reason she gets opportunities is because they are trans. Being in the top four has proven she deserves to be there. Giselle calls the experience boot camp and Denim says putting the design skills to the test was really fun. Time for their shoot, and they are going to play with the crown more than the others do. Um, I, I don't know why they wanted to use the crown the most, but they did. They, they, she, she wanted to have her fantasy. But this was a nice 
chat, a lot of a little more substance and story in this section. So there was a little hope that a shocker could be in store. But again, watching all four of these interactions with Giselle, Venus got the most airtime. Yeah, I guess I didn't think of that too much, but. Well, now they're out of drag and it's time to write the lyrics to their solo songs. And this was not just a verse, baby. No, man, this is a whole chunk of words to jot down. Do you think that this was one of the more difficult finale challenges in the entire Drag Race cinematic universe? Mm. I don't know. It's again, you don't know what is not shown on camera. So you don't know what support you don't know what support was given to them. You don't know any of that. So um I get like I think they're all challenging no matter what it is. I that's fair. No matter what the challenge is there's gonna be somebody that just excels because they're just book smart and they they know how to put words together. Um other people if final challenge is designing or uh glamour or whatever like that's gonna be their strong suit because they have a better um better just they understand how to sure. stylize that so aurora will be talking about always serving face and giving mug and brings up fire so classic aurora so her intent is to give you a song you can listen to and have longevity to i got it that's a very smart way to go Nira is going with the angle that this is the debut single so she wants to pump herself up to be that bitch Denim will talk about her identity and strengths, come on, empowerment. And Venus is going to give an ode to her past and some friends for the Francophone family. Uh, new facts. And when you get new facts in a final episode, that's usually something important for a winner. Did we know anything about her French background? Because I don't think I did. If she mentioned it, I didn't pick up on it before. Same, but... same. She says that being there has healed a part of herself and thinks about the little kid who has always been a performer. She is living the dream, and that is what this song is about. So now that we know that what they're writing about, now they have to actually write an entire-ass song. Uh, good luck. Don't fuck it up. Writing songs is hard. Believe me. I've done it. It, it. I just, I need a lot of time and space and quiet. I don't think you get any of that on Drag Race. Well, no, you get a lot of quiet because they're, unless the cameras are rolling, they're, they don't talk. Like, so you get, you're very just kind of at your workspace. Yeah. So. All right. Well, no pressure. It's only Nelly Furtado. Um, did the entire budget go toward paying for Nelly Furtado, not only to guest judge, but also record with them? Like, that was wild that she was there. I feel like that's like the equivalent of having like Kelly Clarkson in America. I Yeah. I and I don't know. I don't know what kind of agreement they would have. Like some. Maybe she just I, watched I'm the sure show. Yeah, and you don't know if there's a, what do you call it, compensation one way or the other. I don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, she looked gorgeous. Stunning. Beautiful. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Aurora's going to get into it first. She is shaking in her boots, and what we hear is very timid to start. Nellie will guide her with some edits and the timing and words to help her find a better groove. So she's going to get a little bit better, and the more Nellie guides her, the stronger the performance is. And it's becoming something exciting. Even those little injections. Fire. So awkward when they're told, okay, just say say the words. And then there's no music behind them. It just makes them look silly. Yeah. 
Now, Nellie is like, did your friends like it? Yeah, girl, you think they're going to say no? You wild. And if you thought they were going to say no, it was terrible. Nellie Furtado, you a silly goose. Aurora allegedly <laughs> is a one-take wonder, and Nellie is not worried about her. All right, all right. Denim at the mic, singing, not her vibe. So she hopes Nellie likes spoken words. Listen, this is a solo track. You can't put on a full-on Sasha Valor verse into an entire song. That's not going to work. I was worried, worried for Denim. Yeah, like you can, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a fan of like the like the spoken word or like, like just like make it a, a song. Right. Denim is off in the timing. So Nelly tries to get her to do something new, play around with how she uses specific words. It, w- it was kind of hard to watch. It, it was almost like, oh, this is a, a potential train wreck happening. But then when Nelly does it and gives the line readings, it's like perfect. She can rap. She's really good at it. It's like almost like she's a professional. It yeah, like it's like she's had a song or two or album or something. Yeah. <laughs> Nira's turn, and Nira will prove that she does not take direction well. But first, let's butter up the man eater herself as Nira says she performs it all the time. I mean, listen, man eater, great track, really good song to perform at the club. Yeah, it's a good time. It's a good time. That's that's from back when i first yeah yeah yeah. as nira starts well um i was known for using too many words in songs but she got me beat that was a lot of words Uh, yeah i like i i could see where she was going with it but it's when you're trying to get in every snippet of everything you're trying to check the box for it's just like you you gotta get pick and choose somewhere you gotta you gotta Nelly, yeah. usable nelly doesn't doubt her talents but tells her she has a lot to say and is trying to put it all in there but really the lyric that will be put on the merch one day is who knew that a full-time bottom could top i mean the answer is no one because it's impossible let's be honest with ourselves bottoms topping is like magical unicorns they, they don't exist yeah. Um, anyway. Huh? <laughs> now Nelly will follow it up with something. If you leave your mouth open. I mean, girl, you know, that's exactly what bottoms do when they bottom. Like that's their whole shtick with their bottom. They just leave it open. Do you think she realized mm-hmm. what she said? She realized she was on a gay show and gay people are going to con- comment on it. Um. Well, I I. I haven't followed her too well, like her intellectual side, like through interviews mm-hmm. of like how she is, but eh, maybe, maybe she's very down with the, the lingo and the baby. I don't know. Next, Nira is told to remove the word is and make it Nira's the new reigning queen. But the bitch tells Nelly fucking Furtado that it felt awkward and doesn't do it. That's what we call a kiss of death. When you don't tell the gram, when you tell the Grammy winner, you're not going to do what the Grammy winner tells you to do. Hmm. Yeah, it was yeah. it was cringy, and even the girls behind her were like, oh, "Are you kidding me right now? Just take it, do it." Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even like a big important word. It was to create a contraction. Well, you're taking a full syllable out, which frees up 
is based on that she had so much in there before. Right. You need all the syllables you can get freed up to make the right. rest action. So. Nellie will advise her to sell the bitchy cadence as long as she's got a lot of attitude. Oof. Moving on, Venus. Her song is about who she is, who she was, and who she's going to be. And already Nellie's like, yes, and I love it. I'm here for it, girl. Yeah, keep going. Venus is going to do well, and Nellie wants her to lay back with her flow. She wants her to be in bed with a cigarette, but also like you're about to go out, which I feel like is very um, Devon-coded. With the exception of actually actually going out. Yeah, I don't really go out. Like I, like I do, but I don't. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. The autotune was about to come out with what we heard from Venus, but let's just lay off the singing part and just say words. We're going to focus on the words. Nellie was having so much fun with Venus, which really showed that Venus really was jumping into the lead at this point in this episode. Now I got to ask you, do you think Nelly Furtado really enjoyed her time with the girls or was she just there to smile and nod? Well, I'm like, she, she went there. Like, no, I'm sure nobody forced her to go. So sure. I'm sure no matter what, what it was, like the part of her wanted to be there. So, um, but I don't know, like you don't know the behind the scenes of anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The stage is now reset and Hollywood Jade is going to work one-on-one -on -one with the finalist. Aurora is up first and Hollywood Jade is glad she's still there. Um, was there doubt? Uh, that, that was a bit of an ominous, rude thing to say. Maybe, maybe a bit. <laughs> They're going to work on how to make the routine work for who Aurora is as a performer. So she tells them that she likes to give the comedy within the fierce vibes. We love to see it. I I, I feel like that's the essence of what drag is. You, you, you give fierce, but you also got to give a little nudge nudge into it. If Hollywood Jade told you to give your vibes into a solo dance number, what what adjectives would you ask to be incorporated? Uh, my my dancing is kind of more like grunting walrus, so um, <laughs> I don't know how to put that in, <laughs> into mm -hmm. things. But um, I, I'm definitely not a trained dancer. I'm it's not my go to. I'm I'm more of a pace back and forth on stage kind of performer. <laughs> so um, I'd just say keep it beyond simple. Mm -hmm. Like okay, that's fair. That's fair. Well, he will give her some steps and she's giving it to you. She has won performance challenges already. So she has to show that she still has it in her and give something fresh as well. But Hollywood tells her that there is no room for doubt. There is no room for fear. Well, welcome to my life. There's a lot of doubt and a lot of fear. Do you know how to get rid of it? They all have fear of them, so. Yeah. Do, is there a, a single gay human being on this planet who doesn't have um, doubt and fear in their life? Uh, I would, yeah, probably everybody. Some will admit it more freely than others. Yeah, yeah, there it is. Denim is up next, and she says that she is not a choreo girl. She likes campy conceptual, and Hollywood Jade is like, you are trying to sell me on less steps and more concept. And she's like, yeah. 
I mean, that's the way to go. You asked her what she wants to do. She's telling you exactly what she wants to do. Um, we're going to see her dance, and she is going to go through it once again. She has a slow processing speed. I felt very seen in that moment. Mm-hmm. I can yeah, do something. I, you just got to give me time to do it. Yes. I The bits of dance and movement experience I have, it's very much a, okay, show me what it is. Let me go through it a few times. It's got to settle for a while with me to like, mm-hmm. yeah, to make sense and like get in there. Like, I can box step I, really quickly. That one I can do. I can two step. That's easy. Yeah, I can. I can side to side. I can snap my fingers once in a while. I can sway. Like... I can do things. Yeah. <laughs> She's not being psyched out. She knows she has it in her. She will commit as Hollywood tells her that that's what makes a superstar. If you don't know it, they won't know it. I was like, okay, that's good. That's good. Look at Hollywood Jade trying to be the RuPaul of the of the season. Mm-hmm. Now it's time for the dancer, and Nira wants the world to receive her that she is the tricks and the dancing queen. And buckle up because it's gonna be a lot of moves to go along with a lot of words paired up with it. Um, maybe we should have backtracked and realized if you want to show a lot of tricks, maybe don't put it on a lot of words. It's because, yeah, when there's a lot and a lot mixed together, you're getting a lot. Yeah. Now, Hollywood tells her that her job is to remain cool, calm, collected as she can, as it will sell that I'm that bitch facade. All right. I mean, promise. And finally, it's Venus. And she says her verses are giving very rap heavy. And what we will see is that Venus has two left feet. Do you think all these girls should just go to one dance class before getting on Drag Race? Just maybe one. Especially knowing Hollywood Jade is not going to allow anything bad on his stage. Yeah. Um, but that's probably, there should, like, whether there be a checklist of the, okay, you are, you've now made it onto Drag Race. These are the two or three boxes you, we highly, highly recommend you do prior to getting here. Dude, so I'm going to fucking make an entire podcast about it. Block Talks Drag Race U. I'm going to I'm going to help the kids, really. But uh, the thing about this section that really shocked me here is we're going to learn that Venus is 6'6 six, six in heels. Fuck all the way off. Now, you were at the drag con, she was at the drag con. Did you get to see her in person in in the heels? Is she really a giant? Yeah, she came up to our she came to our booth like cuz we've actually Long story short, we did jewelry for her for the show yes. and didn't know yes. us. We'll talk um, about it later. And never met, never, none of that. And I'm very slow with that. I always connect the dots long after they've already gone to film. I'm like, oh my God, that that was for Drag Race. Yeah. Um, so she came up and like, actually, like we officially met. And she's like, hey, just wanted to stop by. I like appreciate what you did. Like you helped me get ready and i was like yeah you said you weren't going away huh yeah okay cool <laughs> but um but very like i don't i didn't take a look at her she, she was wearing her red ostrich feather kind of body suit thing um when i met her and like she was definitely tall um yeah and i saw yeah. her out the night of drag con ending or the night next night as a boy and like still tall so 
Well, they're going to try to make her not look like she's a little, little tiny person, but actually the powerful six, six in heels. She's going to keep pushing herself forward as Hollywood Jade tells her this is where winners are decided. Is the day of the coronation, y'all. And I can tell that they have run out of clothing as some of the fashion choices were giving laundry day. <laughs> they had <laughs> really run out of clothing. Yeah, and I guess you don't know what fully was on the list of what they said. Please bring these specific things and then bring these generic things. Yeah. But we, the way my mind works is if I was on on the show and I was pulling stuff for like mini challenges and I was pulling stuff for stuff early on, I would always be pulling my favorite best thing. And then you're kind of left with scraps at the end. And you're like, oops, that's, that's or probably if what you're Devin, everything you own is in your daily clothing is designer because designer <laughs> t-shirts. So hey, fine there. Hey, not well, Okay, this one, this one is not well. Could you of. imagine if that was a designer t-shirt that you just had your logo stamped on it? I mean, <laughs> I would not be surprised. No, it's no. This was a, a for DragCon booth this last year. Yeah. So no, it's not. <laughs> the pain is going on as the girls talk first impressions. Aurora tells Nira that she thought she was the makeup girl, while Denim says seeing her perform, the bitch knows what she's doing. Nira had her low moments, but she picked herself back up. And Aurora tells her, seeing how strong she is and how much she wanted it, she's finally enough. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> oh my god, I love puns. I love puns so much. Nira yeah. tells Venus that she didn't know what drag looks she would be bringing in the beginning, but tells her that she has shown a lot of versatility. Denim didn't expect her to kill the comedy uh challenges and nira says they all have to take improv classes after this remember what we just talked about dancing maybe you should take an improv class first too and and a writing class there it is just we're we're checking off just, the list so basically do all of drag race before you get to drag yeah, race just saying, check, no. just saying just saying aurora finishes by telling venus that she wants to take away the ability to have fun from her now, Venus says that they've all gotten lost in Aurora's matrix. She compliments her poise and her ability to speak as she knows herself. Denim knew what she was capable of and is proud of the bond they have made. Short girls stick together. Now, we just talked about the height of Miss Venus. Can you tell me about the height of Aurora? Did you get to meet her? Is she tiny? Uh, I, I saw her. She walked by our booth as she was about to perform on the main stage. Um, so very quick in passing, but um, just like average height. Okay, okay. Because I know I know Denim had said that she was five three, um, which mm. that was a bit of a shock, but also didn't checked out. So I feel like Aurora must be like five six ish. Yeah, I think like again, I it's uh, I didn't wasn't up close with her so i don't know i don't but... know why i just think drag queen heights is so fascinating to me because some of them you're like why are you so tiny and then others you're like my neck hurts mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> and now for denim they want to see more looks from her as venus tells her that they are the most conceptual and she is good at what she does nira says when they go right denim goes left and has brought the shock factor to the judges and then the denim impressions. Can you do your best impression of denim? Let's hear your best vocal fry. 
I don't know. I, it would be very nasally in my mind. Yeah, <laughs> come on. Yeah. There it is. We, we got something yeah. out of him. All right, Devin, you have to go to acting class. We're sending Devin to acting class for before next Dragon in July. Did you see that they announced the first fourteen girls? All fourteen girls from season sixteen. I yeah, I saw a couple. I didn't know that was the first announcement, but I saw yeah, came today, came today, yeah. All right, let's bring it to the runway, friends. As Brooklyn Heights is serving Golden Lady. She is dazzling. Good job, lady. Oh, my God. Did you get to do any jewelry for her this season? We didn't, but... Uh, well, nothing new for the season, but I did see... I forget which look it was, but she had a whole bunch of brooches on one of her outfits the number mm-hmm. of episodes back. A bunch of Red Cross brooches. We did those for... I believe she wore that at DragCon for... also this year in 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 London. Um, I didn't see all her looks there, but um, that's yeah, that's the only thing that I that I clocked was that season one jewelry was very nice, very nice. This... repurposed, repurposed. Okay. We have our panel comprised of Brad Goreski, Tracy Melcher, and Nelly Furtado, and I just got to say, it, Brad, I want your suit. Thank you. Honestly, <laughs> I. I a lot of the things that Brad wears, I would love to wear. I don't think I have the ability to wear it because one, I don't have money, and two, I'm not that skinty. But but I just love his fashion moments. Then others I don't, but I love most of his fashion moments. They're they're very much moments that work on the show, but in day to day life, which is like all of the, everybody's looks, yeah, not day to day. That's, that's, looks that's true. All right, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna discuss each of the debut singles, and yes, get ready for repetition. Not a fun challenge to watch on screen. Yeah, it's a little so much. Now, I do want to mention before we get into it, people can say, oh, well, we've seen solo numbers on Drag Race. That being said, they're all written by Leland and given to the queens. They have ample time to rehearse them and perform them and, and make them beautiful for the grand finales. This was just like the, 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 the Wish.com version of it. Mm-hmm. first off asian sensation by aurora matrix i think she looked good right for the track now when she started i was like oh they're really not going to make her do the solo on the stage like that would be rude i was terrified that they were going to make this poor girl and all the other girls dance on their own mm-hmm. yeah and then dancers came out i was like hmm yeah. Okay. Well, let's talk about it. Then came out the Gaijin and the other dude and the lilac and the mauve knee pads who styled them because there was no cohesion with Aurora. Maybe there was a last minute costume change or something, but um, the visual effect of Aurora's number was not as strong as some of the others. It's, I don't know. It's comparing apples to oranges on a lot of that stuff, though. Like, yeah. They all had. Uh, I, I I like she wasn't like her her song wasn't my least favorite. Sure. It was um, cute. I, I like the, the the call and repeat section. It's very, very smart to have an interactive part to a song, especially in this day and age of drag race, because you can perform it and if the audience is with you, they're with you. The rap part was very good. She really showed that was really the only part the queens needed to do like you know what just do a verse not a full solo track 
going first, I was like, mm-hmm. okay, it's fine. Mm-hmm. I wonder how I would have felt if she was two, three, four, if I would have had the same reaction because everyone after her, I was like, I just heard this music. It's yeah. And that's, that makes it really tough because you don't, you're hearing the same, same tune the whole time. Yeah. And they're, they're all going to overlap a lot. So it is really tough to make them stand out well. Next is the Trantasy by Denim. The beginning got me. Beep, beep, getting bitches. We're transcending the binary. Brilliant hook. Amazing way to start the song. Love the pink and yellow moment. It was very reminiscent of Victoria Scone's uh, first Drag Race UK promo look. But thank God that the girlies behind her had the same color story in the pink and yellow. So whatever happened with Aurora didn't work. With Denim, the dancers and Denim matched. Thank God. Yeah, like, well, I think there's like, they all did work together, some better than others. But yeah, hers was definitely pretty decent. The performance, uh, she's just not one of those girlies. She is not a performance girlie. She was very lucky to be in the group she was for the uh, group challenge. Um, And that's okay. You don't, you can't be great at everything. This was maybe not the best ending for Denim. And you could tell she was having some difficulty, but she really, really tried hard. Mm-hmm. I I didn't think it, like, it wasn't bad. It was like she definitely like she she hit hit the 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 key marks, mm-hmm. had the movements, did the thing. It wasn't like groundbreaking, but it wasn't bad. It was just she she did the job. Stampede Drag Queen by Near Enough. Some may say I'm a narcissist, but I'm just near enough. Duh. And we'll leave it at that. Great opening, wasn't it? There were a lot of words. Also, those dancers had to do the most to be able to keep up with her. I think the problem was the massive disconnect. When you see a rapper spitting rhymes, they're focused on the words and there's very, very little movement. You're able to see and understand. But Nira wanted the tricks and the lyrics. They didn't blend well together. Not only is it hard as an audience member to keep up and understand what you're saying, but you're trying to also now visually keep up and watch. There was just so much stuffed into this one performance. You can't deny it. She's very good at performing. She's very captivating. But I think Mm -hmm. it showed the youth of her as a performer and not knowing how to handle this type type of challenge on drag race at this time. Mm-hmm. Like I, I will never knock her performance ability because she can perform. She knows how to dance. She knows how to move. That's she can definitely do that. But I, I would agree that um, it, it simply comes with, with age and comes with time of, mm-hmm understanding that filters are great (laughs) to simplify it to make certain things have more impact in a bigger way than all the stuff it's like wasn't like um with coco chanel like when she says if you before you leave the house take something off like put a filter on it um right so putting on every accessory putting on every item has less impact than 
really strategic um, key things that speak a lot bigger. I know it's hard to not want to do it. You always find, especially in the fandom on Drag Race, you always seem to end up comparing contrasting queens. I very much felt from the very beginning that Nira really wanted to be the next lemon in the sense of she wanted to be the it girl. She wanted to have the ability to be um, the Rapturess's bestie. She obviously performing come through as a lip sync song didn't help that narrative, but it, it, it did. I feel like Nira was auditioning to be in Priyanka's next number. Hmm. Yeah, I hadn't really thought of that or thought of it that way. And it's one um, of those things where, again, you can you can write that lyric, put it in a song, in a video, you're never going to be performing it in one take as she did here. So I think there's a lot of growth. There's a lot of time. Um, maybe listening back to it 50 more times, I'll, I'll get it and love it. But this is not the song that people are going to be screaming and spitting out at her um, at DragCon because no one has the time to learn it. Yeah, it's like... I'd say like something like this could make more sense later. Like you need to get, get your foot in the door, have it really catch, really hit the mark. Yeah, absolutely. To, to get in the, get your foot in that door. And finally, K U N T manifested by Venus, formerly known as Venus cunt. I hated her look so much. What the Bob? Why, why the Bob? What is she? What, what? No, 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 no more Bobs. She is too tall for the Bob. I don't remember it too clearly, but. Um, yeah, her again, song was good. The poor girl was just towering over those dancers. Those dancers were meant yeah. for the other three, not for Venus. Yeah. Well, when there's this like little. Like I, uh, there's there's a couple guys, a couple girls mixed through each number. Yeah. Um, yeah, they were all very small in comparison. Her lyrics were fine. Uh, um, always a smart move to include your journey on the show into a verse. What I learned from this performance was it's Venus. And that's it. Yeah, and then that takes you back to the song Venus. Um, exactly and from, then you go to lady god like well i guess no, we're a little derivative but no there's what song was it like before gaga did anything like that? i'm your venus i'm your fire you are desire yeah yeah no, yeah yeah yeah. Um, yeah so yeah that's which which is smart to put that in there because it it pulls people in they're like oh i know that song but then they right. then they don't know it at the same time did you have a favorite of the four um, I don't know. Like they, they, they all, they all check the boxes. Some better than others. Um, with certain aspects, like some wardrobe was, some words were not great. Some dancing wasn't the best. But like they all, they all excelled in their own way in parts of it. Um, I guess my gut feeling even before this challenge is that based on kind of track record I was kind of putting Venus and Aurora more to the top of of things yes, based on less less lip syncs less less of that more wins more kind of consistency 
in safe and wins. So I was kind of putting more leverage on them. Well, um, now, now gonna help. yeah. Now we're going to talk about some looks. Category is Coronation Eleganza. In honor of the runway, we are going to play Crowning or Frowning. Are you ready to talk about these stunning looks? Oh, I guess. <laughs> Starting with denim, look by Pathia, hair by Genderfuck, nails by It's Perplex. I think this was a very big and proud moment. It was fashion and it was a statement. I love that the story was the transition of the removing of the breasts, which then turned into a purse, and then you see this masculine body. I think the thing that confused me was not that it was a story in fashion, but was this the denim we knew? The execution of the stones was remarkable, especially on the scar area. Really beautiful. I love the hair on its own, not for this look. I think it was a moment, but I don't know if it was the culmination of who denim was on the show. Um, yeah, like I agree with a lot of that. I think there's, there is a camp vibe to the look. It's touching on that, which ties into a lot of the other looks they did the rest of the season, but it's definitely in a different direction for sure. Yeah. Um, I I think the hair is super fun because I'm all about like like I love edgy like kind of asymmetrical kind of that, but I think it was a bit out of like slightly out of place for what this look was. Yeah, but like yeah. on its own, I love the hair. Agreed. Uh, and I'm just looking more at it. Like I I didn't I think with all the detailing that happened kind of in the top part of the outfit, I think. It, I guess on a dress is hard to do that, but I would like to see more detailing in some shape and form in the, the skirt part of it. Sure. Brooklyn says seeing her stand there before us feels like she's finally broken in those jeans. She loved her song as it was fun and flirting. Nellie says that she is trans excellence. She says she was bringing joy and a childlike spirit and energy to what she does that makes her build a legacy for herself. Brad says the look is beautifully crafted and a wig is breathtaking. He says she is a true artist through and through. I will give her a crowning. Say like a, a so soft to medium crowning for me. Audience, 81% crowning, 19% frowning. Venus! Look by Evan Clayton. Jewels by Amped Accessories. Nails by Claws set by Sakura. Truly breathtaking look. I think there was... A little too much of the mustard panel in the center. If the lace went further down, I think it would have been perfection. Love the hair. Love the sultriness, yet sophistication. I was just missing a bracelet. I wanted one of those stunning bracelets to go with it. <laughs> well, it wasn't asked for, so... <laughs> Next time, Venus, get a full set. And side note, and it's not a read on her, it's... Um with bracelets people either want them or don't want them they're they're very like sure. no not a bracelet queen not of this um they're it's same with necklaces though it's they either no, like everyone needs and a fucking necklace especially if you're a lot of real estate you gotta have a fucking necklace it's my rule on block talk yeah. especially if you have if, a if fucking breastplate yeah cover that seam there we have the technology for this we, mandatory meeting we I'm have gonna, I'm gonna 
at DragCon LA, Amanda, we're sending you over to Amps Accessories. Devin will fix you. We will fix you. It's yeah, like we we have sliced bread, we have indoor plumbing, we can cover the seam on a breastplate. Those you are really the three criteria in the world. <laughs> All right, talk to me about Venus's luck. I overall like it. Um the the center panel below the lace it it is a bit off to me like it like i get it but it just like it seems like it's just kind of like eh, just kind of there like it's whether whether there was just too much fabric in that spot like where it's too billowy and like maybe slightly too long i don't know um but like i guess that fabric to me like it always like unless it's steamed perfectly and like perfectly crisp it just it doesn't read well to me it's like you know it's like that princess diana like excessive fabric all crinkled up wedding gown um yeah, yeah. like i if she had even taken some appliques from the lace and like like spot put them all over the front like that would have i guess tied it in maybe didn't like an asymmetrical type edging on the bottom of some sort with the lace appliques like that would have that would have like just finished it for me like yeah. i i like the top i like the, the 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 like the nice soft sleeve to it um it yeah it's just that center panel stands out a bit too much for me right but like it's a little tweak that's all it needs because the the other thing is I, I you can correct me if i'm wrong with the stone color the stone felt a little more gold than the panel which was a little more yellow uh it's it's a based on what i know of from stone availability that would be the closest like one of the closest stones to match the fabric gotcha um because this that stone is it has like more of a yellow a soft yellow undertone whereas like a champagne stone has more of a peach undertone which so uh, let, let me ask a question this i'm not trying to dive into too much that you would know obviously i'm assuming you didn't know what the look was if you were yeah. to have collaborated with venus is this the stone you would have still picked for her for this look? It would have been one of the the top ones I would have suggested okay, cool. for sure. Um, cool. So there's I would have suggested this one or an actual champagne stone, which is a kind of more of a peachy tone, but not mm -hmm. peach. It's still like in the gold family. Um, those have been my top two. So I think this was right. a safe. All right. Okay. Cool. So yeah, and like, and ironically, this was actually a set we had on the website. That she saw, she's like, I need that. I was like, and it was like already a combination we had done. And I was like, oh. And then I was like, I, I was like, this is an odd color combination. But she was like, like just ordered it. And I was like, okay, cool. All right, good like, to know, good to know. And then I was like, oh, this makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> so. Brooklyn says her song had an addictive hook. Tracy says she branded herself and gave them an earworm. She says her performance was everything Venus with a lot of hard posing and giving them body. She says the look has layers, glitter, and old Hollywood glamour. She says the hair is giving Rita Hayworth. Nellie says she is inspired by her energy and personality. She says she is beautiful because her heart is beautiful and she is learning how to embrace the light and the dark and that's the ticket. Brad says her fashion has been just gorgeous and I will give her a crowning. Yeah, same. Audience, 80% crowning, 20% frowning. 
near enough. No designers listed. I'm sorry, but it was bulky. This is why I do not love asymmetry. I don't love the blue with the jet black hair. It needed some levity and light somewhere. This needed to be edited down in the fabrics department. There was just way too much. Yeah, there. The general vibe makes sense to me. Like, I like the long piece that she's holding on to based on this picture. Like, I like that, but I think the side bustle. I get where she's going with it, but it, it to me it was like just a bit much. Like it, yeah. if it was toned down a bit. That would have worked for me. I, I I agree. There there was just it was a lot. It was a lot. Brad uh, Tracy says her she was more than enough, and her had her wanting to go back to the stampede with the lasso choreography. She says she is stunning in the sapphire blue with a whole Grecian goddess. Brad says the song had a lot of words and doesn't know if he's spoken that many words in his mouth in this month. In this month, he says they got a good idea of who she is, who she is a, as a performer and as a person. He says the choreography was spot on. He says the gigs are going to be gigging and it is going to be very busy for her. Brooklyn says she has never seen a queen dominate choreo that ferociously and precisely and says she looks like a cowboy's dream. Nellie says she is an elite performer who is going to be performing her entire life. I will give this look a frowning. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm always the type like when from what I'm seeing she's she's cinched in so it's giving hips but then she doesn't have tits. Yeah. Um, I, I I I that bothers me. Like That's her. <laughs> so I don't understand that aesthetic like why have like having one but not the other like you have hip but not like it's it's just this weird thing that i'm i can't get behind that i don't like um it's there's just a lot going on that it's like i'm i'm in the middle with it audience kind of in the middle as well 56 percent crowning 44 percent frowning Aurora mm. Matrix, look by Suki Doll, hair by Connor McCaldin, jewels by Ruby Foxglove, nails by Funeral Face Nails. This is what you want to be crowned in. It is giving culture, it is giving fashion, it is giving expensive. I adore this look, though the lighting did do her a little dirty. For me, this was perfection. Yeah, it's, I, I totally got where she was going with it. The Because there's like a print in the fabric that added a lot of like detail it wasn't just a simple like typical red and gold it was like right. there was there it was designed well and it was yeah. like thought out so um i'm not i don't know i'm not a huge fan of like huge like headpiece things but like i get where she's going with it um i think just like slight little like details like based on the picture i'm seeing like the the very the top part above the waist that could have maybe been fitted a tiny bit but that's just that's like a minuscule thing sure. but other than that it's i like it nelly says her song was fantastic and had her favorite hooks tracy says her song told them who aurora matrix was and her choreography was engaging and electric she says the look top to tail is magnificent Brad says she has been amazing bright light in the competition and Brooklyn loves that she is always paying homage to her Asian heritage, which is a beautiful, rich culture to pull from and loves how proud of it she is. I will give it a crowning. Yeah, same. 
Audience 100% crowning. They loved it. Well, now it's time mm. for the girls to see their best shots from the photo shoot and for them to tell them about their drag journey to get there, a.k.a. we're not giving any advice to our younger selves because that's what RuPaul does. <laughs> Denim says to stand there as the first trans man on Canada's drag race and represent that and be an advocate and still bring joy to the world with her art is all she ever hopes to dream and do. She says she knows everyone back home is so proud of her and saw her getting to this point. She needed to prove that to herself and feels very proud of herself and thinks she has accomplished that. It's a very nice statement. I, I, I'm here for it. Venus yeah. says a year ago, she didn't know if she was still going to be there as she almost took away the most precious thing from herself, which is this life. She says she's standing there. She shows she can pull herself out of the darkness and what was once a dream is her reality. And to be there in this moment as the first indigenous queen in the finale is an incredible honor and something she doesn't take lightly. Uh, that was heavy. That was a lot to learn in one moment. Mm -hmm. Some people go deep. <laughs> yeah. Nera says, looking back at herself in her small town where she didn't know what she was going to do, she went to Calgary, started the world of drag, and knew she was fucking good at it. She says little her looking at where she is now is the most surreal thing ever as she has gotten everything she's ever wanted. I mean, yeah, she did. She got a man. A hot man. Fuck her. That's not fair. I want a man. <laughs> One day. Yeah. Yeah. Aurora says growing up in a traditional Chinese and religious family, she was just a scared little kid who was afraid to be gay and proud. But seeing herself in that picture, she can see how far she has come and how much that little kid has grown. She wants all the Gaijin little kids out there to see that and know that they can do that too. Drag and Drag Race has brought her and her parents back together and to know that they love and support what she represents and what she did on the show and what she has achieved. She never would have imagined that. A nice little full circle statement. Very, very, very nice to hear um, her perspective as well. Mm. Sometimes yeah. I'm like, do these ever have any bearing on the result? Has anyone ever bombed the Q&A to lose Drag Race? I, well, I don't know. It's... The... I guess the the big thing I always see off of the the Q and A is there's there's going to be somebody that cries. There's going to be somebody yeah. that gets like super emotional, which very valid. Um, and, and but then when it's like everybody down the line starts to do that, then you're like, are they just doing that on cue now because right. one person did it? Um, and that's no it's no shade. It's just. I mean, the reality it's is the show is very much based on a drag pageant. So you want to have the elements that make up that drag pageant. But I almost wonder if there is a way to refresh it and make it feel a little more genuine. Mm. Um, because, yeah, the, the the advice to the little kid is, is so drag race. But yeah. you can almost predict what people are going to say at this point. Yeah, like I would say like, it would be hard with the runway. Like maybe they each one walks the runway and then they ask that question while they're on the in on the runway by themselves. Sure. Then I'm it, here for it. Then it's, then you're not kind of trying to one up each other. Then you're going to just be like, you don't know what anybody else has said on either side of you. Right. That again, it, it would be 
a way to do it, but yeah, again, there's all the logistics too. So, but the Queens head backstage and it's a bit empty. I guess they have no sissies. That'll do. How, how often do you say that'll do now? Never. Never? Oh my God. You don't have that'll do merch yet? No. Well, here they come. The Eliminated Queens enter, and as Kiki says, everybody looks correct. We'll discuss that shortly. Don't you worry. We have a lot more looks to look at. The discussion turns to Cece first, who allegedly they've been talking about forever. Okay. Denim doesn't know any other bitch who would walk down the runway with no shoes on. I mean, I would because I have my, my, my feet hurt normally. Um, if you are ever in drag, would you ever do that cardinal sin and walk without shoes? Um, d- Depending on the look, I guess. Like, if you're guaranteed feet fully covered, I wouldn't walk flat-footed because then sure. that's... You, I, like, I guess I... I can walk on my toes, like not directly, like not Titanic on my toes, like the Kate Winslet moment. But like I can I can walk for a good amount of time just on like the front of my foot. So I would at least do that if your feet are just like raw from being in heels for yeah. all hours a day. Like I would at least do that to make sure I'm at least proper and like posing properly, but that's fair. That's fair. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna do pencil skirts where my feet are fully showing. Like, yeah, it's fine. I'm on my toes. It's fine. You can't tell. That's my Melinda journey. will say. Melinda will say that she thought she would have been the oldest queen until Miss Kitten Caboodle right there, but she will tell the room Miss Kitten Caboodle that she is not the oldest looking. She was clearly referring to Melinda, right? Um, I would assume so since they're banned from back. Look good. In and out of drag, she looks so youthful. I want to look that good when I reach that age in 20 years. Oh, that hurt my heart. Um, yeah, I've I've known Kitten, like we're not close by any means, but like I know who she is. We see each other in passing when I'm in Toronto. Uh-huh. Um, that's the events. But she's she's always looked that good. Like she didn't do a drag race, to my knowledge, she didn't do like a drag race filler. <laughs> or upgrade to on the show. Not yet. To my not yet. She's she's honestly always looked really good. Yeah. Girlfriend gets a moment to say that she is so good and feels rejuvenated. She says she struggled the last year with the blur between drag and being trans and says this competition shook her in the best way and she knows now how to keep things separated. Uh really amazing statement. Really glad to hear that. I'm not sure that Drag Race is the place you want to discover that, but I'm glad she had a positive journey at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, everybody's going to discover things about themselves at different points in their life, whether it's on the show, whether it's yeah. after the show, or they're getting ready for it. Um, yeah, like, as now, long as they're growing and everything. Yeah. I don't know if she was prompted or she knew shit, but CDC wants to know how it went after she left. Well, it wasn't friendly anymore, friends. Luna will tell her that Amy said she was giving nothing in the girl group challenge. And Amy is like, I did not say that. So let me clear the water. What water? The douche water? Is this a new phrase? What is she talking about? Clear the water? (laughs) I I don't know. (laughs) It's the only time we talk about clearing water in the gay community. 
is the, the bottoming that Nira talks about. Anyway, mm-hmm. she will say that she is so sorry and asks Luna to paint her face once. And Luna's like, I will let you know how much I charge. What a smart girl. That was a brilliant line. Business move. Come on. Make those so points. Smart. Then it's Amy and Nira. And Nira says it was a moment that led to them both being in the bottom. And Nira will admit she was a bitch. Nira grew. She spent Drag Race and she actually grew. She admitted she was a bitch. That is, so, I'm so proud. Because that was a moment that when it initially happened, I cringed. I was like, oh, that that's, that's a low blow. That's not nice. Was, that's- did the Block Talk listeners vote that to be the number one moment of all of 2023? Spoiler. I think they did. Oh, you, well, it's you such know. a good TV movie. It was it was such a good TV moment. It was so good. Oh, it was that was a, it was a lot. Amy will tell Nira that she is one of her biggest fans and that she is so amazing and she's beautiful to watch. Do you think they're friends now? Do you think they're besties? No. Um. Well, yeah, I don't know. Probably like watching back the show, they said, wait, there's some things that you said in confessional. You didn't say that to my face. Because they filmed the final episode before they see confessional stuff. Yep. <laughs> yep. Now, Melinda will note that she met Nira when she was just a baby queen in Alberta. She is proud of her for how she has grown. Now, you mentioned, because um, I don't know Canadian geography at all, Edmonton to Calgary. Boat. Two and a half hours. Which one's uh, western Canada. or northern or south or how do we do it? Uh, Edmonton's northern or southern. Okay, okay, okay. So it's colder in Edmonton. I guess they're they're comparable. Um, okay, okay. Because there's the area below us. There's like a couple cities even more southern that are known for being really windy. So um, I guess that might influence. We might have more wind chill, but I don't. know. I don't know. I failed recess, so I don't know. And and how <laughs> much of a uh, crossover is there in the Edmonton Calgary drag scene? Not like there is, but there's not a lot. Like they, we have our own scenes, and like there are times where there's like a kind of a bigger event or what, like a random queen, whether they've been on the show or not, is down in Calgary or up in Edmonton for the weekend. So they'll they'll do shows, vice versa. Um, but it's not a lot. Like we have, there's a lot of, there's more and more queens and performers in both cities from what I've seen in the last. I guess I would compare it in America. The closest thing would be like the DC Richmond thing where DC and Richmond Queens usually go back and forth. And because they're about an hour and a half, two hours away. Yeah. Like there, there's not a lot of back and forth, but like it, People, it's a, it's an easy weekend trip to, to go back and forth. So Luna tells Aurora she is giving crazy rich Asian. She says she does it all. She brought it. Cece manifested that denim was going to be in the top, and she is proud of her growing and that she is an icon. And girlfriend tells us that she left Venus a napkin note in her makeup bag that she will be with her all the way for her to bring it home. And here she is. She's proud of her. But there's one more person who needs to come in this room. It's Kiki who is revealing her bestie, the Golden Beaver. Who owns the Golden Beaver now? Where is where is she now? Where, is she in someone's house? Is she in set? Does Brooklyn own her? Um, I I don't know. 
I mean, I, that, I I, that's the photo op I wanted at DragCon. I I assume it's in storage with the rest of the Drag Race set. Um, All I'm saying, World of Wonder, hire me. I will be your curator. We need a Hall of Fame museum. Imagine a room with with the golden beaver, the platinum plunger, and all the fun makeup boxes, the, the room of twists. And I don't know if you're familiar, like you had Mr. Rogers, we had Mr. Dress Up. Um, Mr. Dress Up is a, like a Canadian icon kids programming. Mm-hmm. And he had this thing called the tickle trunk where he had all his costumes in it. We could put that right beside the golden beaver. Like it's just, it's the Canadian heritage moment. <laughs> Wait, we we need to take a, a moment. What was it called? The tickle trunk. Nope, no, nope, we are not allowed to talk about that. That sounds. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> when was this? Um, I think it went off the air mid nineties. Okay, so it was a, a, about the time. Got but it, it was it was a long, long running show, like twenty, thirty years or something. Can't do that anytime now. Oof. Okay, we're gonna bring it back. All the girls, all of them. Let's do it. Category is crowning eleganza in honor of the runway. We're gonna play all star or all nah. Doesn't mean we don't want you on the show. We're just talking about if your look is all star or all nah. CC superstar look by Tristan Real, hair by Marcos Wiggs, nails by the Hammer. I think this is her to a team. I like the campy and quirkiness to it. It's the best thing she has in her closet. I will say that'll do. I when she came on the run, I was like, where is this when she was on at the beginning? Like as far as green, just it was it was like there maybe like a, a smidgen of fitting here and there. Like, but overall, like this was like well executed. Yeah. yeah. Um the details of like the spikes coming out of the seams on it, like like I I love a good spike moment. I love spikes. Um but like she, it was very like her makeup. I feel like her makeup improved absolutely from from when she was there to this. Like, and it's only a matter of like a couple weeks. I mean, what are you so, going to do in your hotel room while they have you stuck there? Uh, ask for smoke breaks. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it an all star. Yeah. Audience, 85% all star, 15% all not. The girlfriend experience, no designers listed. It's okay. It's the middle that I don't like. I get it. Fashion reference. But if you're going to be the body girl and this is what you do, go one direction. Eliminate the nude panel and show a skin or give us the full fur fantasy. I just don't think she had a fully realized smart fashion journey on the show. And I really hate that this was the last thing we see of her. Mm, There's there's aspects like I like the top feathering that Mm -hmm. I like. If she had gotten rid of like the whole middle section with the nude illusion and just put like even that strip around her waist as like a belt, yeah, just that would have been great. And then, but then like a bit more detailing on the bottom part of the feathers because it just looks like a, bleh, a feather on yeah. the bottom. But I get where she's going, just not great. And side note, I made that necklace. <gasps> Did you really? No way. Tell us more. Um, but not for her specifically. I it was Alona Verley bought that like before she even went on Drag Race. Oh, so I recognize like, I know that same community. 
odds are they it was gifted sold somewhere down the line but i was like yeah because i do know that alona um did help her prepare for the show so that makes sense Mm -hmm. i'm gonna give this an all nah i'm in the middle like there's there's yes a little bit of filtering could have really done it for me but audience 39 percent all star 61 percent all nah Luna Dubois, look by Mina Zerges, hair by Ian Russell, nails by Funeral Face Nails. I love the gold piece. It's exquisite. The hair is giving me fifth element of realness. And then the satin dress. It's just very flat, even though it did have a bit of a shine to it. I just needed, I need a little more elevation overall. Yeah, it's like all the components make sense. The skirt in my mind, if there was even some gold stoning on it. Yeah. Or like some gold edging or like do that kind of weird swirl pattern from the top on the skirt in a couple spots. Like that would have sure. like connected it all for me. And yeah, like, but other than that, like I I'm into it. I'll give it a soft all-star. Yeah. Same audience. 64% all-star 36% all now. Amy, Yancey, Chanel, no designers listed. There is so much going on, and the editing did not happen once again. I think the appliques are impressive, but they should not be overwhelming that mermaid flare as they are. I think it's an amazing idea to give reference to Black Lives Matter. Make that the focus. And then the face, I guess she didn't want to shave. I, I, this was all very confusing. There's Overall, like I, there's a lot going on, I agree. The, if... Even just the general outfit, if there's a bit more fit done, like a little more finishing, like that mermaid, if that was like kind of smoothed out a bit, like tapered in a bit more and smoothed out nicer. I like the fullness of the bottom of the skirt, but it's just the, it's it just kind of baggy in the middle where yeah. like the mermaid's popping. So if that was fitted nicer, would have been great. There, There's just, there's a lot of elements happening. And I think it's kind of the, um, kind of like with Nira and her song with like filtering out some words yeah. if there's a bit of a filter done on this like would have nailed it like the head jewelry I I don't I don't think I've ever seen anything like that have you ever made you but, never made head jewelry not not like that where it's like around the front of the face um but so that, like, that was very cool but it just I think a little bit of filtering would have been great it's an all nah for me I'm in the middle again. Audience, 44% all-star, 56% all-nom. Kitten Caboodle, look by Kitten Hair by Drag Daddy Wigs, jewels by Stage Jewels, nails by Devin Nielsen. I love the color. I love how classic this is. I want that mink sole, please, just to snuggle with it. It looks so comfy. I just don't love the size of the nude illusions. I mean, I, I don't want them there at all, but I, I, I know where she's going with it. It's very classic drag. Mm-hmm. Like, based on the picture I'm seeing where she has all the stoles on her, like, I like that, the, like, there's just excessive amounts yeah. of them. Like, so good. Like, I feel like where that's that what is you do when you go to the grocery store in the winter in Calgary. Yeah, well, pretty much. Like, <laughs> she's in Toronto, so they're, we're more of a, I guess, a bit more of a drier cold. Ontario, where she's at, is more of, like, a wet cold. Uh-huh. So it's, like, very chilly. Um, so, cause they're right on the Great Lakes. So it's very chilly, but head to toe, like nothing's jumping out as like out of place to me. 
because like she she nailed the tones of the pink hair is great like can't go wrong with a, a classic like swoop bang and like pageant up exactly like, exactly all-star for me so, yeah same audience 78 percent all-star 22 percent all now Kiki Ko, look by Calvin and Camino Barrios, headpiece and shoulder pieces by Patrick Isarena, hair by Drag Daddy Wigs. If there is a reference here, I would love to know what it is because I'm utterly confused. The artistry is present, and for that, she gets all the flowers. This is not what I expected her to come out in. I wanted her to have the grandest garment drag race has ever seen. Maybe she's saving it. I was let down only because she is that good in the fashion department, but it's still amazing. Mm-hmm. It's you can definitely tell like between like her and Isis definitely work together a lot because it's yes, the grandness of this is very much that. Um I I was I would have kind of more expected her to go more the pageant route. Yes. With what she did. This is kind of like the pageant alternative. So mm -hmm. maybe that just as a statement. Um I you know me, I hate a seam on a mermaid dress i, I hate seeing the seam. um i like i like the mermaid part like it's done well like it's structured well if that seam was gone i've been like all for it maybe nip the waist in a bit um i got where she's going with it but it's but it's so different from all the other stuff she did that it's just like it's just a bit far out the box for me to based on what i know of her right from her other I'll give her so, an all-star. Yeah, like I, I still like it. It's audience very cool. 88% all-star, 12% all-nom. And finally, Melinda Verga. Look by Melinda Verga. Hair by Studio Bang Bang. Jewels by Ruby Hyman. Nails by Sharon Poon. I don't know who this woman is, but that is not Melinda Verga. That gown is sexy and stunning. And yes, it is so minimal. But for Melinda, this is a triumphant look. The jewels, she did it correct. Good job, Melinda. Yeah, um, definitely. It's different from anything she's done. Like, it's actually, yeah. it actually fits. Yeah. Like, there's no shade, but there's been like kind of an off fit on a lot of things she's done. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, but, and this is, I I've seen her perform in person a number of times at Edmonton events, but her makeup was off. Until, like, this looks better like something was off on her makeup leading up to the finale it's just the tv like, lights it's something about those tv lights and i've and no shade i've never seen her look like that in person so it was something about the lighting for sure is yeah. what did it um so that she looks good like it's like her face makeup is the right tone it's so i was like thank jesus that's great um yeah and this is definitely a different aesthetic from what I've seen in person for her too. She's always like a, like a acrobatic, like gymnast style performer. Sure. When I see her, I've never really seen her in this to my knowledge, but um, she looks good. All-star for me. Yeah. Audience 81% all-star 19% all now. with all the finalists on the stage. It is revealed that only two of them will be lip syncing for the crown. Venus and Aurora will move ahead, meaning it is end of the line for denim and near enough. Do you agree? I would say based on track record, that that's who I was rooting for. I agree. Um, I think track record was there. I think story-wise, denim is better fit for an all-star comeback. 
Nira just did not have what Venus and Aurora brought. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I guess Aurora and Venus just had more wins, more safest, more consistency of just always just checking enough boxes along the way yeah. consistently. So that's who I was leaning towards as the episodes came to the end. I agree. Now, in addition to winning the title of Canada's next drag superstar, the winner will walk away with a crown and scepter courtesy of Amped Accessories, a sickening supply of beauty products by Shoppers Drug Mart and from Trojan, the pleasure of $100,000. Hey, Devin, how does it feel to be named alongside a pharmacy and a condom company? Well, when it's right, it's right. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it's Shoppers is very much like the like CVS yeah type place in the state. It's it's a you can get a lot of different makeup brands there, um, and then like your general like bathroom body care stuff too. Hey, so you can get Trojan at Shoppers Drug Mart, but you can't get Amped Accessories. No, but you can get kimchi at Shoppers Drug Mart. If you know that. Do you think yeah. Norvina of of uh, Anastasia Beverly Hills is, is trying to kill Shoppers Drug Mart for this final? I think this is like one of the last ones she needs to collect them all. Uh, I, I, I haven't really paid attention to that. I guess maybe. Um, but I'm sure that... Based on what I know, Canada's Drag Race is like is is really good about if they've built relationships over the years, they want to maintain. Them. That's fair. That's fair. So I I can't say that I would see them pulling the plug on Shoppers unless or Fabricland because they're sure they're they're they've been staples for them since the beginning. So do you think we'll ever get to a point when Tim Hortons will sponsor Canada's Drag Race? <laughs> Beverage, like there's the Tim Hortons cup on the, the judges panel. Like Literally. the Canadian, like the American title. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The song is Nelly Furtado's Try. Really? That's the one we're picking? We're not going to do I'm Like a Bird? Try? Yeah. There, she she does have a good amount of good song, but it wouldn't have been my first pick. No. Uh, they both brought an impassioned performance. There was a lot of heart. There was fire. This was going to come down to taste. Aurora had a bigger performance, while Venus gave you something a little more natural in the performance. It was fine. I don't know if it was the song or what, but it was not one of those, oh my, my God, this is an amazing lip sync. Yeah, it it was good. Um, yeah, not groundbreaking. Like you, I guess, for, especially for the finale, you want to see them like just leave it all on the stage. Yeah, like the moves, the like the emphasis, the the passion, the all the stuff. Like, and so it just it wasn't as impactful as I would you'd see you've seen in other finales in different right. franchises. So, um, yeah, it, it but it was it was a fine. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna blame the song choice. I really think it was the song choice. I think if it was a different song, maybe we would have had um, a, a stronger overall 
finale performance but i gotta just note this i think this is the first time in every single season of canada's drag race plus canada versus the world we didn't get celine at all hmm. well we had we had the the titanic reference but not a song it's, that's yeah not a song just saying just saying now before mm-hmm. we get a crown on ahead let's bring out our season three winner Gisela Labai, who is looking sensation all uh rain deer get it because mm-hmm. she's ra- raining and she looks like a, a deer um but before yeah. i want to reveal the winner it was revealed on the socials that miss congeniality is kitten caboodle duh yeah i i wasn't surprised with that um knowing knowing of her and the bits of interactions i've had with her that that is very much who she is outside the show yeah absolutely she is she she has a to my knowledge has a great reputation um of just being just nice just easy to work with she's kind she's she's the mrs she's the canadian mrs kasha i can i'm on board with that yeah it is revealed the winner of canada's drag race season four is venus do you agree yeah i between the two i guess i was uh, I guess I was slightly leaning more towards Venus, but not, it was pretty close for me. It could have gone either way. I would have been perfectly happy. Um, I think they both had highs and lows in both their inter, in, uh, in their individual track records. Like some excelled more in one versus the other and vice versa. But um, yeah, I, I'm, yeah, I don't, I'm not mad at it. Either way, it would have been an exciting winner. Obviously, having the first Indigenous winner on Canada's Drag Race is very important. Um, I had a little more spark and and excitement for Aurora as the season was going. I know track record is track record. I am someone who likes wins a little more than track record. Um, But you can't deny that Venus was never in the bottom. So in a way, everything gets evened out. Mm Mm-hmm. Overall, this finale was so lukewarm. There was nothing exciting about it. And I'm curious to figure out why. I think I'm going to have to take a little bit of time away from the season, maybe talk about the rest of the year uh, of Drag Race and figure out what, why this season did not finish as, as strong as it went. Um, but uh, it, it happened. And there it is. Mm-hmm. There's one. I think there's there's always there's always like great things that come out of it. There's always kind of like, hmm. but that's with every season. I think no matter that's what. It's All right, I got some burning yeah. questions to wrap this podcast. Are you ready? Oh no. <laughs> Where does Venus rank within the four winners of Canada's Drag Race? Not oh. including versus the world. Huh. Oh, I don't even know. Um, I think for me, I'm going to put her on the bottom. And maybe, again, need a little more time away. But I just feel like when it came to performance overall, Bianca, for me, is was the star. Isis had such a strong showing. Giselle had that strong star quality. Venus is a star, but didn't have a, as strong of a showing as the other three. And again, it, I said it earlier, she won 
her first and only win on episode one, then stayed the same. And for me, mm. that's just, it's not exciting. Mm. Consistency well, is cool in a regular real world pageant. On a reality TV show, I need to see the ups and downs and I need to see you grow. Yeah. Well, and there was, like you said, there was the wins and, and bottoms were were spread out more evenly in this season than mm-hmm. other seasons in the past. So it's it was more difficult to have like a clear front runner. But but between the final four, yeah, I think the the two of them for sure top two make sense for me. Yeah. It and I get maybe you're just kind of let down by the final lip sync. You're like, oh that's and that's the icing on the cake. Oh yeah. <laughs> Who are the first three queens to get a phone call for an all-stars reverse the world season? Mm. Um, I'd say like Aurora for sure. Like mm-hmm. I think she would go back. Um I would say um Kiki Ko could go back. Okay. Just based on her looks. Like she she definitely has the package of that she can execute fashion challenges and she she understands that creative um uh who else i don't even know who else um, right, here, 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 throw, here's, here's where i'm gonna go i throw i throw kitten back in again because she was just fun so i'm gonna put kitten because i think she has an amazing story and i really do think she was robbed um because if that was not the challenge she was eliminated for she would have slayed the rest of the season she would have been in the finals she might have won he was, he was pretty consistent all the way through next i will give denim because i think denim has an incredible story and has a real growth and wherever you put her whether it's an all-star season or versus the world she'll be very fun to watch this next person is not going on all-stars because i think someone at world of wonder is going to claim her so we can all watch RuPaul interact with Melinda Verga. It's going to happen. We are going mm-hmm. to watch the two of them interact, and it is going to be insanity. Melinda Verga has mm-hmm. come out of this show with her style of drag mocked by the world, but her personality as a drag race character immensely beautiful. I am fucking obsessed. She became mother over Sasha Colby to people. How does that happen? Yeah. <laughs> that takes talent and insanity. Mm-hmm. Melinda Verga is going to be on our screens again. I don't know in what capacity, um, but uh, I, I just hope that some designers call her and be like, okay, we're going to help you out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and based on her final runway, like the dress i was like you know how to, like it doesn't have to be like wild and crazy it can just be simply classic and yeah. it's like an I, and melinda, melinda if you're listening i have i have a prospect an idea for you get some of the most amazing brilliant makeup artists drag race has ever had and do a youtube series where they all get to paint you individually because i want to see what an amazing paint look like on her face yeah and again i've I've seen her in person, uh, not since the show, but I've seen her before the show. And the TV lighting or filters or whatever. Uh, it's definitely TV lighting. 
did not help because also you, you you bring your own personal makeup with you you have the mm-hmm. option to use some of the other stuff but that's a risk in its own because you don't know what it's going to do to your face you only have so much time so you 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 rely on what you have Mm-hmm. I'm sure there is other feedback on the stage, backstage, whatever it is from the judges saying, hey, just so you know, this is what your face looks like, because I don't know how much they actually get to see um, camera visuals, um, because mm-hmm. we have definitely seen drag artists on Drag Race before who come out and you're like, oh, boy. And in episode two later, things have adjusted. They figured out how to warm their face up, as Michelle always says, because there is a difference between a bar gig where you have maybe a spotlight and nothing compared to the theatrical television lights on you where you will see every single detail. Um, So there, Mm -hmm. yes, something was off and I just Mm -hmm. hope she was able to watch it back and be like, all right, let's play around. Let's see what I can adjust. Mm -hmm. Cause she's going to be on TV again. I'm telling you right now, she is going to be on the television screen again. Yeah. She's she's always looked great when I've seen her in person. Like always looks great. But well, you do too. Always when I see you in person, you look great. <laughs> Tired, but you look great doing it. There's that, yeah. The jet lag is real. <laughs> where can we find you on social media? Any projects you want to plug and anywhere we can send you money because you're in Canada. You don't do that kind of shit like we do. Oh, yeah. Christian Mingle, Farmers Only. Yeah. Um, those uh but instagrams you to the best place at amped accessories but that syncs with facebook for people that actually use facebook still um yeah it's kind of the main main place or ampedaccessories.ca um we always have projects coming up and things in the works and um but you know you just always gotta wait comes out and see well I'm sure you will be joining me on this podcast at some point, multiple times in 2024. It's going to be a journey, ain't it? Um, yeah, it'll be a bit. Yeah, it'll be a bit. Yeah. Thanks for being here. <laughs> yeah.